0: Welcome to the Inner Glow Podcast. My name is Stepanka and I am a clinical hypnotherapist, coach, healer and women's mentor. Each episode is designed to help you feel empowered, confident, radiant and to help you create the life of your dreams. I help women to overcome their fears, insecurities and anxieties so that they no longer feel like their life is on hold. I believe that it's time for you to step back into your power. I combine hypnotherapy, coaching, mindset work with the energetics which I believe is the perfect blend for a modern-day woman who desires to glow from within. Are you ready to shift your life to the next level? If yes, then you are in the right place. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Inner Glow Podcast. It is Stefanka here, your host, and today I have got someone rather special with me. In this next segment, I will be interviewing and chatting to one of my clients, Stephanie Ohan. She's got a very special place in my heart because I have been loving uh working with her and i'm so grateful and honored that she has accepted my invitation to come onto the podcast because i believe she has got so much to share with the world and honestly just her presence itself is truly uplifting and in today's episode we will be talking about the work we have been doing together we will be talking about hypnosis about emotional healing and tiffany will be also talking about the work she is doing in the world so let me give you the official introduction before you get to meet her so tiffany is a mother, partner, daughter, friend, and she is a nutrition, fitness, and advanced functional breathing coach with oxygen advantage and a fellow podcaster. (laughs) Today, she finds herself more drawn to helping people via the power of breath and a whole body approach to wellness. When Tiffany is not helping people, She can be found with her wonderful daughter, Lucy, who is the light of her life, or she also loves spending time in nature with her partner, Kara. So hello, Tiffany, and welcome.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Stefanka. Thank you so much for having me here today. Truly, I'm honored. I'm honored for your platform here and all the work that you do and just to be a part of your solar system, your, you know, everything about you. So thank you.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I so, so appreciate that, you know, you made time for this and and that you have accepted my invitation. So I'm grateful. Likewise. (laughs) Wonderful. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about you. Uh, I know you are currently working on a few things, so I was wondering if you would be open to sharing what are the things you are currently working on, what are the things that are lighting you up at the moment, and whereabouts in the world you are as well?
1: Yeah, sure, absolutely. So to start off, I am in Massachusetts. I am in a town called Agawam in Massachusetts in the United States. And we are on the East Coast. So right now we're on the north, the northern part of the East Coast. So we're experiencing winter and all its beauty it has to offer. Mm -hmm. And you know, interestingly enough, and I just wanted to just share this, it just came to me, but you know, in the past, winter has been one of those seasons that I haven't embraced fully. And I will tell you that I truly have this year. And you know what? One of the most pivotal changes that I've experienced is noticing the trees. Because and I was talking to my daughter about this, but we have the opportunity to see the trees in their purest form because they are not dressed. Okay. They are bare. And what we get to see is every branch and the way that it it's sort of architects itself into other branches and how every tree is so uniquely different and just the beauty abounds within these trees and i was in the woods yesterday and just truly just experiencing you know usually it's filled with trees and blossoms but there's something so profound and beautiful when it's not blossoming you know and you have to really uncover that beauty so anyways i i just felt compelled to share that so look at the trees
0: i i encourage everyone to look at the trees at all times mm. That's beautiful. Well, sorry. Sorry to jump in. No, but that's okay. there is so much wisdom in what you've just shared. And I feel like I want to expand on it a little. And you and I, we are always on the same wavelength because <laughs> this morning I was writing things down, um, you know, for a masterclass that you yourself will receive because you are part of the program where this mm-hmm. is as a bonus. And I've literally been writing about it. Not about trees, but about winter. And I feel like you have expressed it so well. I find that winter is a vulnerable season. Whether we are in our inner winter in our bodies or whether we are experiencing the season, you know, in our environment, which we call winter, it's a very vulnerable time. Like we are open. We are, like you said, we are naked. There is nothing covering, right? you know, our bodies, so to speak.
1: And it can be very vulnerable for us. So I think that there's there's some truth and sort of telling in that as well. And just embracing what, you know, what we have in front of us, I think there's such beauty in that. And um, yeah, so beyond that, outside of the trees which I'm always inclined to talk about the trees because I, I love them dearly but um, <clears throat> as of now I am currently working on a couple things and I will do my best to sort of summarize right so first of all I'm working on myself mm-hmm. and within that journey you have been instrumental in this journey and even when we part ways which is not anytime soon don't worry but when we do finally part ways, in this coaching session, I don't, we'll never part ways. I don't believe truly. Mm. but excuse me, when it comes to this coaching, you know, ideal, I I know that, you know, my, my road is infinite and my healing journey is infinite because I haven't experienced everything. So there's never, there's no end to the healing, but where I am right now to illustrate is if I'm trying to, let's say connect Massachusetts, excuse me, to England, to where you are. And if I was trying to connect that, I would be standing at the edge of, let's just go with history here. I'll be standing on Cape Cod, just like the pilgrims were, (laughs) and looking towards England and saying to myself, it's there, I see it, but how do I get there? And I've, I've gotten off of shore enough to know that I want to get there, but I don't know how. And so with working with you, you have given me a lot of these proverbial tools to bridge these gaps within myself. And so I know I know for myself, I am always a work in progress and I will forever be a work in progress, but I have made such leaps and bounds in my own healing journey that sometimes I have to stop and pinch myself. You know, when I don't react to things that I normally would have reacted to, or when I'm able to have clarity within myself to trust myself, you know, I've, I've truly changed a lot of how I view things and myself, you know, in just our short time with working together. So it was almost like, I'm here, I'm ready. And then it just, this whole different idea just blossomed right in front of me. And so That to me is and it's hard, you know, I I can paint it as being this beautiful transition and it is beautiful. But in beauty, there's also a little bit of darkness Mm -hmm. and there's a little bit of healing and vulnerability. But there's beauty in that, because if we didn't experience that, we couldn't experience the other side of that. And so it has been challenging because I I always find the hardest place to look is inwards. Mm because it's raw and it's open and it's scary. But when we do, it's when we blossom. Mm-hmm. So that is part one of my personal journey. And also, I think one of the 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 ways that I have helped myself the most was deciding to become an entrepreneur, to become to do something out on my own because it really challenged me to look inward. Because if I want to go and help people, I first need to help myself because how will I show up for the people that I wanna help? And I was called to nutrition and fitness, but they didn't, I always have passion when it comes to nutrition, that will never change. But when it comes to helping people with nutrition, I'm not as ignited as when I discovered the breath, which sounds funny because we're all breathing right? We're all breathing right now. So it's not like I finally discovered breath, I had been doing it all along. (laughs) But I discovered a way to make it work better for me. And so it's a funny thing when I say I'm a breathing coach. And I say, well, you passed the test, because you're doing it right now. (laughs) But that's, there's such a deeper story to that, too. Right. And so with the breath, you know, yes, there are so many forms of, of breathing out there. And when we start to focus on the breath, I'm not talking about normal, everyday breathing. And if we look at yoga or things like that, where you are focusing on your breath, which is a wonderful, beautiful thing, perhaps even in meditation. But what I am helping to foster is when you walk out of that door from the yoga studio. What I'm helping to nurture is when you are done meditation. How do I continue to breathe in the most functional, appropriate way for my body? And so that's really where I'm working towards. And the funny thing is, is, or the wonderful thing is, is that I can help everyone. I can help children. I can help people with asthma. I can help people with COPD. I can help everyday people. I can help people with stress and things like that. But that doesn't mean I can't help everyone, right? And so right now, one of my projects is, um, is, I just developed a workshop for corporations and businesses and such because in one of my other workshops, I really kind of leaned into the fact that we all talk about stress. We talk about stress all day long. It's almost in our society, as I view it, a badge of honor. Are you stressed? Yes, then you're doing it right. You know? No, 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 no. Stress, and not to sound dark and dismal, But if we don't understand stress, if we don't learn how to control it within our body, it could become our demise. And, you know, again, that sounds so dark and and, and twisted, but I I hope it's not received that way. And especially in the corporate world, where, again, if if you're stressed, then you must be doing your work. If you're stressed, then you must be meeting your deadlines. Mm -hmm. But we're forgetting about ourselves. And I know people that are working in, you know, let's say these nine to five jobs, like, you know, even people in my life that are close to me, and then they come home and then, oh, let me put on my parent hat or let me put on my partner hat. Mm -hmm. And then I go into this and then if I get a text, I can't read the text because now I have my partner hat on and they don't understand the business hat. And it just, it just cycles. And what I know is if you go to your doctor, likely, and say, well, I'm stressed. Likely in our Western society, we have a pill for that, but nobody helps you actually move it. Mm. And so that's what my program is designed to do. Whether you do something with it or not, I can't control that, but here's the information that I've developed for you to hopefully ignite some desire within yourself to want to move this stress, to want to just see a different way and Mm. adjust. And it's so easy. I'm offering you tools that are on your person right now. And when we spend just a few minutes focusing on our breath, it forces us to look inward, which again, as I spoke about, can be a very uncomfortable place to be. But we have everything in our society designed to make us never or to to sort of always seek outward and to not have to look inward. But we can't grow, we can't change, we can't evolve without looking inward. And just yesterday I was hiking, we're coming down this mountain, and some woman is with her friends, it appears, and she's doubled over and she's having a coughing fit. And my partner is a nurse, and she says, Excuse me, are you okay? And they said, Oh no, no, it's okay, she has asthma. And she's like, oh, I'm a nurse too. And I said, well, can I offer you? I said, I'm actually a breathing coach. And they said, wait a minute, where are you, two? you know. <laughs> and so I took her through. I said, are you open to just trying something right now? I said, it looks like you're in distress or do you have the capacity? Are you open? She said, yes. And so her friends are sitting around. I said, okay, just listen to my voice. And then I just want you to take you through this exercise. I said, we're going to take a simple in breath through our nose, out through our nose. And we're going to hold our breath for five seconds. And then after five, so I counted for her, I said, now you're going to breathe normal for 10. We're going to do it again. So he only did it about six times. This woman, before I did these breathing exercises, was doubled over coughing and was gasping for breath. Now I have her focus on her breath and she's not coughing. She's not gasping. She takes her rescue medication. She puts it back in her pocket and she says, thank you. Now, did I change this woman's life? Unlikely. But what she did do for two set, two minutes was look inward. And she stopped her gasping of breath because she was able to catch her breath and have a different experience. I said, if this happens again, try it again. And I'm hoping that will help you if you can remember this exercise. This was a brief interaction that I had with somebody. Mm. But I'm hoping that she felt it. Because, of course, we have to experience something to know how to want to change it.
0: Wow, I love that. Thank you so much. And you know, this is why I love working with you so much. <laughs> because you share, like you embody so much wisdom. And there are just so many things I loved about what you said. Um, like we need to start working on ourselves before we start helping others. It's almost like we need to be a true embodiment of the work we share. Like imagine... I were to teach hypnosis to my clients without ever doing it myself or giving you journaling prompts at the end of our session if I never do any of those soul inquiries myself, for example, there is a huge difference, a big gap. And I truly believe in like setting high healthy standards for ourselves and be an embodiment of that. You know, if I preach it, I need to embody it absolutely and those will feel it too because we are both
1: in we both have our own businesses right and we both need to quote unquote sell Mm -hmm. but we're not selling at all we're sharing Mm -hmm. and the ones that are buying from us it's because we've already helped them change enough to inspire that desire Mm -hmm. this is not a transactional thing yeah I mean, it is fundamentally, but if I view it as a transaction, then I won't be open to the results to which I desire. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm. So if you're,
1: yeah, if you were showing up to this as a transaction, as my coach, and I'm receiving it as a transaction, it will be short-lived and there'd be no feeling between the two.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so that's something I've really come to know. We are, are selling a product. Yes. And I, I I don't even like those tones that, that are dripping through it, but it's not, it's so much more that, you know, I came to you because I was feeling problems within myself and I was drawn to you because I knew I had trusted, I knew I could trust you to guide me to where I wanted to go before I even knew I wanted to be there.
0: Mm.
1: And I said, Stepunk, I want to work with you. You could have told me it was $1 million. I do not have a million dollars, but I would have done everything in my absolute power to obtain it. Does that, you know what I mean? I I, I would have done everything I could because it meant so much more to me. So if we can't embody that for ourselves, our clients would feel that too.
0: Mm. I, I remember when we had our first consultation, and I felt like we already shifted so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just within that first conversation, it was so powerful. Like I'll never forget that. Such a fun memory because I am so committed to this work and to healing and working with my clients. It means truly the world. And I just want to share something about you here on the podcast. Like I truly recommend to all of our listeners to follow you on facebook and instagram because i love your short breathing videos and i what what is so profound about the work you do is how practical all of that is if if you don't mind me using that word but i feel like the techniques the things you share like we can all apply them into our life and i have done many of the breathing exercises which you shared and what I absolutely like, the latest one I believe was a video when he talked about like us being outdoors and breathing when it's cold outside, mm-hmm. and you know it's such a simple thing. But like I still remember, like I, and it stayed with me. And then I watched a video last night, finally enough before I went to bed. Me and my partner watched this video about a group of. Um, young men who were climbing this mountain and they were fighting altitude and like it it was a big experience and their go-to technique was breath work they were preparing for this mission for a while and they've been practicing breathing conscious breathing the whole time and and then towards the end almost near the top it was like minus six i mean in celsius i don't Mm -hmm. i don't know much that's for you but yeah minus six like cold oh, it's freezing there's like snowing and freezing and water is freezing <laughs> and it was hurting them they were breathing through their mouth and then they were like oh my god I've got sort of throat all of a sudden like it was so rapid and I remembered well if you watch different video <laughs> that's right you would know what to do <laughs> mm-hmm. it's so
1: interesting too because you know when I when I when I say this to people, again, it just becomes this level of awareness that you probably didn't have before. Our mouth has no function of breath. Our mouth has no function of breath. Our nose has 32 functions of breath. And yet as a society, we are mouth breathers. Hmm. and that has evolved through our generations that is nothing i didn't wake up one morning and think well i don't like that thing on my face i'm just never going to use it again you know no no it's not that at all it's through our society through our history that it has changed for us and you know i find it very interesting because um the oxygen advantage is written and developed by Patrick McEwen. and and he tells it, the reason why we've evolved into mouth breathers is about the turn of the century in the 1900s, where um, more processed foods were starting to come about, where you know we weren't all eating at home and things like that, and so now if you look at our our society now is highly processed foods, and how do we digest our food, well, or metabolize our food? It's through our breath. So if you anybody who's listening, if you were to sit down and really have a big meal of, you know, highly processed, like, you know, foods, notice your breathing after. Because it has a big component to that. And another thing that I find completely telling is that another reason why we are or that he speaks to us being more mouth breezers as a society has to do with us not being breastfed, for as long or and at all. Now, this is not a breastfeeding conversation to suggest that one is better than the other. This is simply just a statement of, of mm-hmm. truth or fact. When a baby has to suck milk from a breast or to suckle from the breast, it requires their full maxiofacial and tongue development. And so previous, there when there was no formulas and things like that, babies really had to work for their food to the same degree, when a baby sat down to eat, there was no baby food. They were eating what the adults were eating, perhaps in smaller ways and things like that. So for our generations, or perhaps even us, if we were not breastfed, and we were perhaps given food like baby food, where there are no chunks, our tongues are so underdeveloped, and our whole face becomes underdeveloped. Mm -hmm. So it's of no fault of our own. If you're listening to this podcast, because this is what I find when I say your mouth has no, fu- your mouth has no function of breath, this is what happens. And people close their mouth, you know, but it's so foreign. And so, in so, but, but again, your nose, our mouth has no function of breath, but yet it can breathe. And so it's a very hard place to kind of connect that. And then our nose is these two little holes and our mouth is this big one. So oftentimes when we have people who breathe a lot out of their mouth, they find quite a lot of resistance from their nose through Mm -hmm. no fault of their own. Mm -hmm. This is just how we are. And so again, just illuminating just these small little shifts. Yes. Our mouth can breathe for us, but it doesn't mean that it should. And when we're showing up to things like conversations, when we're mouth breathing, we're putting ourselves into a sympathetic state. And for, a sympathetic state in our nervous system is our fight or flight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When we breathe through our nose we're so activating
0: response really. That's right. Yeah. So
1: when we are when we are ex- breathing through our nose exclusively we're showing up in a parasympathetic state which is our rest and digest. So if I say to you, Stepanka, and you've been breathing out of your nose, and you're in a calm state, you have your tea and your crystals, and I say, I don't like your sweater, or I don't like something about you, or perhaps we're having a disagreement. <laughs> I love your sweater, by the way. But if I, if we were to have a sort of a disagreement,
0: yeah.
1: how you react is the difference there. And it can have everything to do with our breath. And it's so fundamental on this. This is why I say it's honest at all times. If I say that, have that same conversation to you and you're already thinking about your housework that you need to do or the dinner that you have to make or the company that you're hosting and I say that same comment to you, it will be received far different and likely it has a lot more to do with your breath. So if you are experiencing stress, you're going to drop open your mouth and you are going to create this wheel within your breath, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if you are already in a sympathetic state and now something triggers you even further, you're compounding. And this is what we talked a lot about emotional alchemy, compo- compounding emotions. Well, the same is true of our breath. We're already compounding our stress in the way that we're receiving this information because now we're just making it worse for ourselves when we mouth breathe.
0: Mm-hmm. Our,
1: when we breathe through our nose, we're activating that parasympathetic state, our vagus nerve, which is a mm-hmm. beautiful, wonderful nerve
0: mm-hmm.
1: And if we can tap into that, which you can through your breath, it's the easiest way. There's all these devices out there. No, no, spend a few minutes looking inward, and you will you will get into that nerve, and it can help change your life. It can help change how you show up and how you receive. And I think that's the, the it's the big telling piece of that, how you receive. So if you notice somebody, and I encourage anybody to who's listening to this, if you are sitting next to somebody, and they're uh, <sighs> oh god oh, and they're yawning and they're sighing that's because they're already in a stressed state because they're audibly breathing
0: mm, wow this was incredible I'm so glad you shared all of this like I've learned so many new things from you right now and it's so true isn't it like I believe I spoke about it in emotional alchemy I call it emotional flooding Mm -hmm. like when we're having a conversation with someone and we are experiencing all of those symptoms like we can't focus anymore like we are breathing really fast our heart is racing we are tensing up our stomach like that means like we cannot have that conversation that's not going to lead to anything good because we are in in fight or flight we are defending ourselves we are unable to hear the other person and we are more likely to get triggered by anything they share so that that's very similar. So, this could be a really helpful tool for us to implement and support ourselves throughout our days. And what I also absolutely loved is when you spoke about us using the inbuilt tools in our bodies. Like, we have so much at our disposal. There are so many incredible built in self help tools within mm-hmm. our bodies. Like, you know, and it's incredible to have crystals behind me and and have my little aura sprays and candles but essentially these are all just tools outside of me which I can use to empower myself but I should not rely on them for everything you know all the all the important resources are within us and this is why embodiment why working with your body working with your breath is so transformational because then you could be on holiday and you don't have all these goals, and lovely the things, but you've got your own resources and tools within you. That's right. And so often I'll hear, well,
1: exercise, and in this is, I love exercise. Yeah. Exercise is how I regulate myself. And my number one question to that is, but what if you don't have exercise? You know, and we often look for outside things. To relieve us, yes. and that can be in chemical, you yes. know, substitutions or food and things yes. like that. But your breath is on you at all times. And the most the the most wonderful statement I have ever re- heard from a fellow breathing coach that I use now is, "We own the remote control to our nervous system."
0: Yeah, it's through
1: the breath, you know, and you know, if you are giving a hypnosis. How do you start? Let's be in a nice calm spate, a, take a few breaths in and out. Okay, so you're already focusing inward and on the breath throughout the entire time. And likely somebody who's listening to hypnosis, unless they have probably you know an actual nose, which is few and far between, most likely they're doing it through their nose because they're put into that state, right? They're helping their bodies be in that state because we do have that remote control. And know what i'm offering is not going to change your life if you don't use it mm. but it's in those moments because this is what i've always said this is something you know fairly new that i've been speaking about but i believe in it 100 i believe that we only have two pieces that we can control in our entire lives and i think that if we can identify with that a little bit more gosh the world would be a lovely place because we cannot control others we cannot control how they react We cannot control how they show up. We cannot control circumstances outside of ourselves. We can only control what I think are two things, how we show up and how we react. And you can show up and react, matching or mirroring your true inner self and your desires when you are bringing it back to the breath first. I think those are the only two things that we can
0: control. Mm, So beautiful. I love that. And there is so much truth in all of that and wisdom. Mm. Thank you for sharing all of it. Yes, thank you. Your your work is incredible. And I love following you online and watching your resources because I always learn something new and it just inspires me so much. So I would love to hear from you um what were some of your goals when when we started working together or what was your Live, like when you signed up to work with me, what would you say has shifted? Like, I want to leave it open, feel free to share what resonates, but I wonder whether you could give our listeners a little bit of an insight.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I'm going to be completely vulnerable, but that was one promise that I made to myself with signing up with you, even to begin with, was to become a little bit more vulnerable. So, I'm addressing the vulnerability, but I'm working through it anyways. So I showed up to you, you know, when I had first met you, I think it was probably back in August and we had connected because I was looking for people to be on our podcasts or you had, had were looking for it. But anyways, so that's really how we connected. And the upon the first interaction, I thought, I am so grateful. I am so grateful for Zoom. I am so grateful mm-hmm. for all of these social media outlets because I have met so many beautiful people in ways that i never thought i would have and so i knew that i wanted to work with you before you know we hung up the phone you know but we also need these sort of inspiring events because if i didn't have in my opinion if i didn't have a deep enough why then our work together would be much different and so i believe it was maybe end of November, if I'm speaking correctly, but it it might've been sooner than that. And I was just, I was really in despair. I was not sleeping well. And sleep is, is something to me that is a bit of my Achilles heel. And I can do all the things, but if I haven't gotten a good night's sleep, things are just a little bit more difficult for me the next day. Compound that upon a high emotional state and just things in my life not really aligning or feeling good. And so when I met you, or excuse me, when I reached out, I said, I really want to work with you. And you said, okay, let's pick a time. And I like, oh my gosh, it's six days from now. Oh, you know, or or whatever the day. I just remember being like, that seems so far away. Cause I already knew that you could help me. Hmm. I already knew that you would have that you are doing exactly what I knew would happen was to help shift so many things within my life. So I was in a very dark place at when I reached out to you and, mm-hmm. you know, I can blame it on the sleep or I can say the sleep was the impetus, but it was so much deeper than that. And, you know, even in our first little introduction, you know, of, of, of working with you, I was a blubbering hot mess. And after that, I felt like the storm had lifted mm-hmm. even just for a little bit. And I knew that this is I knew before, right, but just, you know, feeling all of that, and knowing, okay, you know, I think one of the things that we touched on the most was I just wasn't safe. I wasn't safe in my body. I wasn't safe in my life. I wasn't feeling safe. So how could I sleep and be Mm -hmm. safe, you know, and that was so illuminating for me. It was something that I walked away with and thought, okay, I see that. I feel that. Now I'm going to shift that and really start to to find ways to feel safe. And so that was, that was the biggest impetus. And it was so hard to hear, right? I can talk about how beautiful it is, but man, it is hard to hear or hard to connect with yourself in ways that you didn't know were holding you back or limiting you. You know, as we were just talking about before, I mentioned the word shame and I felt it. And that's not something you know, two months ago that I would have been able to share or even identify with. So it's within these sort of soul searching, you know, in working with you and being more vulnerable and, and, and things like that. But again, you know, there was, there was a promise that I made to you. I said, okay, I will be more vulnerable. I will follow up with you. I will do all of the things that you're asking me to do, even though it makes me feel uncomfortable. But now I'm unapologetic to it because I know how it's received and I know that the space is held. And so, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I wonder if she's going to have time for me. I wonder if, you know, she even cares. I wonder, you know, blah, blah. No, no, none. All of that was released from me. And I made that promise to myself to just uh, approach this with such openness Mm -hmm. because I knew that that would be the only way to truly see the results. I love you, but you're not offering any magic dust. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't, I mean that in the kindest way. It's not like, you know, spending time with you is like, you're just gonna blow this fairy dust and my life is gonna change. I wish it was like that, but it's not. It's not, you're guiding me to the deepest and darkest parts of myself, because that's where the growth, that's how we can truly change. That's how we can see outside of ourselves in those deepest darkest places and it's uncovering them slowly you know it's not this gold rush of oh i'm healed <laughs> you know because yeah. again this is an infinite journey for our souls as i see it and even just doing this work you know something that um i was reading one of the books that i'm reading is by ticknat han reconciliation and is in those words he says By reading this book, you are changing generations Mm -hmm. because also the trauma that I've been holding is not even my own. Some of it's not even my own, but what I'm doing is changing it for my daughter Mm -hmm. in the future generations forward. Again, it's hard and not perhaps the generations before me didn't have the tools and, or the know-how or the awareness to change it. And so I've made that promise. I'm gonna change generations. yeah, and You know
0: changing it.
1: I'm doing my best, and I'm working with you to really, you know, and I, I've worked with therapists. I think everyone should have a therapist because i I think every couple should have a therapist. I think that therapy is a wonderful, beautiful thing. We do not need to wait till the sky is falling down around us to seek help because that's when it seems hopeless almost instead of, in the good ways you know we all need support we can all communicate better with our partners you know so yes I've done therapy I've done all of these things but it wasn't until meeting you that my life truly evolved and changed in ways that I had been manifesting but didn't quite know it
0: wow oh my goodness I'm feeling all emotional (laughs) I can I can hardly speak. This was such a beautiful, vulnerable share. I could feel that vulnerability in every single one of your words, and <sighs> yeah, I I've been feeling all of that with you. <laughs> now I am a hot mess. <laughs> yeah, right. Can't <laughs> <it's> sentence together now, <laughs> but I have been absolutely loving working with you and i remember that promise you made to yourself to be truly open to be vulnerable and i find you know this can be so transformational and just for those of you who are listening and don't know like part of the work i do with my clients is to have access to me uh, either via messenger or an app on the phone which is called voxer so five days per week, we can like check in with each other, um, speak, share things, and I know that sometimes this can be, you know, the space when we can actually uncover a lot or also transmute a lot. Let's say when a client is going through a rough day and they share, it's almost like they voice it, they release it, but they can they can also receive my feedback, my guidance on it. Sometimes that's when I'm going to share a quick technique quick visualization that you that a client can take themselves through and i remember we spoke about it as well didn't we like you know to truly open yourself up to receive help and i feel this in itself can sometimes be truly transformational that we actually show to ourselves that like i am important enough to share about my day to speak about the struggle i've been experiencing and to actually ask someone for help, for guidance, and to just lean back and receive that.
1: And, you know, I think what you're saying is so important, but, you know, I think the other piece of that is for me to trust you. Mm -hmm. Because so often, let's say, someone will say, oh, call me if you need me. And you go like, oh, what if that person doesn't have the time? What if they can't hold the space? I'm just not going to call them. They could be busy. They don't want to deal with me. And yes, of course, there was a transaction there. But it's so much beyond that. Because, I said to myself, okay, this person has opened up for you. They are clearly holding space for you. Don't hold yourself back and don't apologize for it. Stepanka has told me that she has been holding the space for me. So I'm not going to say, oh, I apologize. Oh, if if you're busy or if you're this, that's what I'm inclined to do, right? But to strip that because I'm trusting you and you're trusting me. I trust you that if I have asked you for something or asked you, you know, whatever, I, 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 a couple of weeks back, I was making a decision for, you know, a business, you know, something I was going to do with my business. And I thought to myself, I'm going to reach out to Syspanka. Now, prior to that, I would have, or without working with you, I would never have done that because, well, I don't know if they want me. I don't know if blah, 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 blah. But I trusted the fact that I'm gonna leave this here on Boxer, this voice message for you. and you're gonna receive it. And if it's not something you can help me with, I trust you to tell me. You mm-hmm. know, or if it's something perhaps that you don't feel comfortable. I trust you enough to for you to tell me. I don't mm-hmm. need to ask for permission, you know, and I, I know it may sound crass, but I think that there's so much, there's so much space for that and i've actually tried to transition that more into my life where i'm going to trust you to tell me and i hope you can trust me to tell me we don't have to constantly check in and say oh did i share too much to panka you don't you you don't do when you leave me a voice message of however length it is i listen to every single second of it i might not listen to it that at moment but i will listen to it just as i know you will listen to mine and give it its full attention yeah you know and i think that That is also a telling thing because I can trust you. Therefore, it's helped me to see that I can
0: trust others. Mm, Wow. See, it it just can create such a ripple Mm -hmm. in our life. Yeah. And I, I remember working with someone for the first time when they actually said, oh, and part of your program is to reach out for help. And I'm like, do i do it literally i felt the same i'm like and every single one of my messages would be like hi sorry to bother you <laughs> i was wondering if you could possibly maybe potentially help me
1: <laughs> if you're not too busy if you don't yeah. mind <laughs> exactly. and the, but don't worry Don't worry if you don't have thought, you know? Right, right. And it's like we, you know, you spend 10 minutes trying to, and then it's like, could you just read this? it's like, wow, you could have just led with that. And I'd tell you yes or no, but we get so wrapped up in ourselves and our emotions to not trust people. And I think that that is such a healthy space. And that's something that I'm really working towards. I'm going to trust you and you're going to trust me. I hardly ever say sorry now. And that is not to suggest that I'm being a jerk. (laughs) It's to suggest that I trust you. If, you know, I apologize when it's appropriate, of course I am not, you know, but I don't start with, sorry to bother you, or I don't apologize for things that I don't know how it's being received, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And I've tried to stop that within my life because it, 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 it creates so much fluff and so much matter and so much emotional attachment to something instead of speaking our mind you know as you called it right like as we alluded to when we were talking about the human design and things like that you said well you're very you're very motivated by your throat chakra and i was like oh my goodness and that changed just hearing that because so often i've traveled through my life when i've wanted to speak something the most and it's literally like there's a rock in my throat and i'll be like and nothing will come out
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i've promised myself that in those moments is when i have to work the hardest yeah. to get them out because in those little moments of working the hardest they become the most beautiful transactions you know and i shouldn't say transaction but i think you know what i mean yeah even last night i channeled that there was something that i wanted to say i wanted to say it i wanted to say it. i wanted to say, it, wanted to say it, and it took me I'm not even kidding, close to 45 minutes to get it out of my mouth. It doesn't matter how long it took. It matters that I got it out and it was received so beautifully. And the whole experience was so profound and so magical. It was between my partner and I. But so often I've lived keeping that in, not unleashing that. And now I know my human design is to speak it, is to channel it. And I know it's hard. And sometimes it's going to be really, really hard, somewhat feeling impossible, but it's in those moments of resilience and strength that are the hardest, that we grow the most. And so Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be so hard every single time. And so that's something that I've really been working on. Stop apologizing for things that have no, there's no reason to apologize it. I don't receive it that way. And trust me that I will if I, you know, if we've crossed a line or if there's a boundary that's been crossed, trust me to tell you
0: in the kindest way possible. Mm, that That is a big one. And I, I can see how this itself can be changing so much in your life and the way you speak to others, the way you receive them and the way they receive you as well. Absolutely. And something that, you know, we were just talking
1: about earlier today, too, is, is purely just about holding space for people, you know, something, you know, we think that we are, in, you know, we have opinions, so we should give them whenever, however, you know, forever. And we live in the lives that we live in now, social media, everyone can stand back and have an opinion. Yeah, right. But it doesn't yeah. mean that it's warranted. And so knowing now, that my opinion is simply that it's just my opinion and if somebody's not open to receiving it then i should trust that it's not the appropriate time <laughs> that's how we hold space for others and that's something that i've really learned from you i've 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 always said you know and i came into this saying i want to learn how to hold space and i want to hold space and i want to have this and i want to have that but without really being able to identify that and now again we can put words to whatever we want but if we don't experience something it's a completely different ex- we, we don't know we don't know until we've like tried it on so to speak oh. we don't know how it fits we don't know how it looks okay so i can just have this conversation with the person and let them talk the entire time and yes i may have opinions and thoughts in my mind but it doesn't it's not right for me to give them have they asked okay then i will just simply hold space and that has been a great transition for me. And that's something that I've really learned from you as well. Not necessarily from what you've said to me, but how you've modeled it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I really love that. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And because this is literally the thing I'm always manifesting. Like I want to be the embodiment for my clients and to really true truly live my life authentically so they can feel it and see it and i a little while back i had a client who came to me and she she was on the edge of burnout complete burnout um it was even her friend who had to arrange our first call because she was so depleted she couldn't even like reach out uh but incredible woman (laughs) wonderful client like i love her so much And what she shared with me, that's why I'm feeling called to share it, is like, oh, Stepanka, like, my boundaries with other people have improved because I have observed your boundaries, even with me. She was always available on her phone, and she had this huge group of friends, colleagues, and she would be saying yes to everything. Oh, you're coming tonight. Are you doing this for me? Are you helping me to move houses? Are you doing this for me? Like, oh, I need you to bake this cake for this party and my client like oh yeah yeah I'll do it I'll do it I'll do it saying yes to everything and she was exhausted three jobs doing things she doesn't like it it was crazy the whole situation and I have boundaries you know I am so loving so open to all of my clients but I have boundaries with myself I have boundaries that I'm not responding past certain time the same in the morning you know I do my morning ritual before I start replying to clients because my energy needs to be in the right space the same like if client is sending me 20 minute long messages five times per day then I'll set a boundary like that's perhaps too many voice notes right (laughs) so and she said to me like I honestly just observed what you've been doing and it's been helping me so much and I've been doing the same with other people
1: And that's something, and that that is something, you know, when I go back to the the opinion, you know, that we always want to have an opinion and things like that, Mm -hmm. but what I've done and how I've channeled some of that, you know, eagerness to share or fix, let's be honest, it's a lot of fixing that we want to do. That's vulnerable right there. But what I've channeled it into is modeling. And it's something that I really have identified with with my daughter. Because I can tell you, I can say to my daughter, no, I want you to be this. I want you to be that. I want you to be this. I want you to be that. I don't want her to be anything but herself. How do I show that to her? I can't tell her. I can only model it for her. I ask three things of my daughter that she shows up with kindness, that she shows up in her authentic self, and that she respects others in her environment. How do I show her that? I can't make her want it but I can model it, and if she identifies with it, it'll become part of her. It's just the same as anything else. We cannot show people how to do anything. We can only model it. So the healthier I become, the more I model that for others around. And it has changed other relationships within me, around me, surrounding me, because I model that. So people you know, have, I'm sure we've all experienced, but I'll just pose this perhaps you've had a past relationship where it was very volatile, right? And your relationship with this person was volatile. And if you, you know, there was triggers all around. So it really wasn't healthy, right? So you take yourself out of that relationship. You enter another relationship. Perhaps you are the same person, but you're being received in a different way, right? We we know with our siblings, we can be a different person per se or have different limitations or boundaries, right? But at the same time, how we model or show up right, is gonna be received. That's how we're received. So if I'm modeling boundaries, then perhaps that volatile relationship that I was in before, not necessarily was because of me, but I wasn't showing them how I wanted to be treated, how I wanted to be spoken to, how I wanted to have space or be loved. And so often we put the onus on other people, right? They're modeling that they want to yell and be yelled at. So I'm going to do that same thing. And we do it sort of unconsciously, right? Or, you know, without like truly awareness. But if we're modeling for others, then we're changing the way that they're receiving us as well. And that, that can be far greater than any opinion because they're seeing it and feeling it. They're trying it on. And it's changed even my direct relationships just in these short times of working with you because I'm modeling how I want to be treated. I'm modeling how I want to be received and it has changed everything.
0: You are setting standards for your life essentially.
1: And those that don't want to follow, they won't. And that's okay. It's not a negative. Everyone has a place in our life sometimes just for a period of time and that's okay.
0: Wow. I'm just loving this so much because I'm learning so much from you and the way you share things. It just comes across so well. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. And I I am curious to hear from you what it has been like for you to work with me on Zoom in this way. Because sometimes I get questions from women who are perhaps interested and they're wondering, oh, can can it work? Like can coaching, can therapy, hypnotherapy, EFT, can it work via Zoom? So what is your take on it?
1: If you had asked me two years ago, I probably would not have been open to it. Mm-hmm. Here we are. And I think if the pandemic has taught us anything or has taught me anything is that there is a whole other world out there.
0: Mm.
1: I met two of the most beautiful people that I have my podcast with. One of them is in Italy. The other is in Vietnam. I am talking to the world and I'm <laughs> like, we! I get to do this. I can have a friend in England. I can have a friend in Italy. I can have a friend in Vietnam. It only helps me grow as a person. To learn about others and other cultures and things like that. So the Zoom experience has been a beautiful one. I would not trade it for the personal relationships. Believe me, I would love to know you in person. And perhaps someday that will come to fruition, right? But either way, it has not limited my experience with you. Mm. It, It has not. And, you know, perhaps sharing different continents has a deeper bond because it's like, we have to travel through so much to connect, you know? So if you see it in that way, it almost becomes like this greater bond. And some of the most, some of the people in this past year that I have connected with, I have never met. I have never met, but I feel like I know them so deeply. Yeah. And so again, would I love to meet every single person in person? Would I love to someday meet you? Of course. Will that happen? I sure hope so. But it has not altered our relationship using it in this method. And as a matter of fact, perhaps it's more intimate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Because we have to pick up on different cues and, and do you know what I mean? So I think in a certain degree, it does become a little bit more intimate. Like I know that when I'm gonna meet with you, my phone goes off, I have a light, You, I sit in my spot and I'm just, okay, open and free, right? Perhaps I wouldn't receive you that way if we were in person. This is very intentional. Mm -hmm. And how I'm showing up to it is very intentional. Likewise, I think the same for you, right? So Zoom seems maybe not warm or perhaps less intimate, but I have to say I I feel the opposite. And I think that's something that I've learned too is that interactions – You you don't need to feel physical love. Love abounds. How do I feel love from a tree that I've never met? Because I know it's there. I know it exists. I don't need to feel it. You know, I can see something. um, You know, I'm very attracted to hawks. I can drive by and feel love for a hawk Mm. that is outside of my window that I've never met. Mm. I can feel that same way for people. With love for whom I've never met. And you know, you took the time to send me a Christmas card. Um, and I opened it and I was like, oh, this is, you know, I, I had a couple in my hand. And it was December 24th. And I opened up two of the almost, and yours was the last one. And I still, it was no other address. So I, I did, it was just curious, right? It was just curiosity. And I opened up the card and I 100%. And I've never experienced this before in my life. I literally felt love. I, I, I'm, and I started to cry a little, and my daughter said, who is that from? Who is that from? I said, it's from Stepanka. And she's like, oh, it's from Stepanka. What does it say? And so I shared it with her and I'm all Misty. And it was this physical thing, but it had nothing to do with the physical thing because love is not something tangible. It's not, it's not something physical. We receive things from our loved ones and we attach love to it. But if we take the things away, the love still exists. Just the same as in this physical sense. We believe in a higher power. We believe in source. I I know you do as well. So I can say this freely. It's nothing we've ever felt or experienced with our hands, with our physical bodies. We have not felt it but yet it has embraced us and loves us not just the same as we love it or
0: them or whomever, if that makes sense. 100%. This was so beautiful. And I just need to like let you know you are such a good speaker. <laughs> we need to hear more from you, more Facebook lives, more storytelling, more videos. You are so good at it. And I'm like literally feeling moved by every single one of your words, and that's that throat center, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Thank you, thank you very much. Beautiful, and I thought it was so beautiful that the card from me arrived on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. That's just so special, and I sent it weeks prior to that, thinking it was going to take maybe seven days for it to get there. It took way longer than that, but it arrived at the perfect time.
1: It did. And that's something that, you know, that that through our working too, that everything happens in the exact moment that it's supposed to happen. I remember you posted, this had nothing necessarily to do. I had joined your uh, new earth. Is that? Um, yes, yeah, Sorry. Sometimes yeah. I, <laughs> between you and Jenna's, I might be blending them, but I, I had joined your podcast group, not, excuse me, your Facebook group. And you had posted. Now, again, perhaps you just posted it because it meant something to you. and And this is another thing that I've learned. Everyone receives things differently. So how we show up matters because it could change somebody's life mm-hmm. in ways that we will never know. You posted time is exactly on my side. Time is exactly where I need it to be right at this moment, right? I- I'm paraphrasing it. It wasn't exactly yeah. like that. I remember that post. But it has stayed with me since the minute that I wrote it because I felt like you wrote it for me because mm-hmm. I was stressed. I had all these things on my plate. I read that and I went whoosh. I'm going to do exactly what I'm doing right at this moment, because that is the most important thing. And I think that there's so much truth in that as well. We want to take on so much and do so many things. I myself, and you know, I do this all the time. I start working with you and I'm like, how many things can I change today? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be a better person. Let's start right now. Well, there's a process and there's a journey. And there's some, you know, we just have to trust. And that is something else. Right now, the most important thing that I should be doing is this. The next thing will be the most important thing that I'm doing. But it has helped me change my relationships as well. Because if I'm with my daughter, that is the thing that I should be doing. I'm not going to be thinking or I'm going to do my best. Let's, you know, let's be honest. We're still human. I'm going to be give my like this past week. She was home, you know, the COVID, the butt, whatever. So she was home away from school and I can't really do much when she's home because she's five and, you know, and so I simply said, okay, what I'm doing this week is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And instead of thinking about the 75 things I'm not doing, I'm going to focus on the one that I am doing. And that is spending time with my daughter. And I think that's right, because what we're doing right now is the most important thing. And the universe always responds. And the more we're open to it, the more that we receive that. And again, you might be experiencing you. Of course, you're experiencing our coaching sessions in such a different way because we're two different people. While our goal is the same, we're walking down the same line we're seeing things differently. And so you may not know that I've taken all of these messages from you that I have until this podcast, right? And and right, but another person, another one of your clients is gonna have that same experience, but so much, it's so different. So there's so much power in how we show up and how we respond and who we are. You know, I do a lot of hiking with my partners, you alluded to. And what I have always said is we have three different hikes. I have my hike, you have your hike and we have a hike together, which means we're experiencing things together. We're walking the same exact trail at the same exact time, but I'm noticing the sky while you're noticing the rock. I'm not noticing the rock, but I'm noticing the tree, and you're noticing the flower. So we have our collective experience, just the same as in our coaching sections, we're having our collective experience, but we always have our individual experience as well and so what I'm taking from it is probably something far different than you expect me to take from it right or perhaps the direction with with it but that is very much life Mm -hmm. where I have my own journey you have your own journey but collectively we're we're meeting in the middle and also experiencing beauty Mm. and I think it's allowed so much permission like even for my partner and I To say, okay, this, and this is what she said to me, and she's like, you know how you always say we're always having our different experience? Well, this is what I experienced on the same hike that we were doing together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So we have our collective, and then we have our individual. And I think that that transforms or transmutes to most things in life.
0: Mm. And just imagine how does this actually deepening your relationship, just this Mm -hmm. level of awareness that's so beautiful. It holds space for others you know yeah. truly an acknowledgement that we all have different experiences and we also meet in the middle like you said it's just such a, such a beautiful explanation unique
1: snowflakes. of course thank you
0: <laughs> yeah. I am learning from you all the time <laughs> well, likewise and yeah and you are right like you, I always set an intention for every single one of my posts, videos, podcast episodes, uh, anything I put out there in sessions with clients. Like my intention is for the client to receive the medicine they need in the moment or the person who comes across the post. Like that's always my intention. It's not, I might have my own agenda behind it. Like right. I would have to hear this message or mm-hmm. something, but I always surrender it. Like I truly trust that everyone is capable enough to find in it what they need. Like I believe in you. I believe in every single one of my clients, every single person in my group. Like I know they are capable and they will always find what they are looking for. It's that trust piece that you embody. Yeah, thank you. So I know we we will slowly wrap up, but mm-hmm. I, to be honest, I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> It's so much fun. I'm really enjoying this conversation because it's such a deep and potent one. And I would just love to ask you one more thing. I Please. know you also took part, uh, took, part. <laughs> took part in my program, Emotional Alchemy. I would love to hear about that. Like what has been your perhaps biggest takeaway? Is there anything that you feel changed for you as a result of being in that program. You know, alluding to the
1: program too, something that has really shifted just from being again in, in your sort of ecosystem, your solar system, however you want to identify with it, is that you do everything with intention. Well, I perhaps everything is a, is a big word, but when you show up for things that I've witnessed, you show up with intention. And I saw you do it throughout the entire emotional alchemy, and that really helped me want to bring that more into my life, showing up with intention, you know, as much as we can with awareness and the intent, and I really felt that through every one of your modules, and emotions are a very, it's a very big bold word, Mm. you know. We often want to talk about our emotions. We often want to talk about our feelings. And I was talking with uh, my therapist and she said, we are in a world where everyone thinks that their feelings are other people's responsibility and that we should always talk about them and always experience them. And I agree with her, but we still have to do something with them. And that is the impetus to doing something, right? Is to learn about them because there isn't a person alive who can change our emotions or change our feelings no matter what, you know, thoughts as i see them are not always, they're not always truthful. They're not always facts, you know? So if I'm feeling something based on whatever, you know, you and I just had a a conversation and I'm feeling triggered or I'm feeling ignited, Prior to learning and going through your course, I might have said, you're making me feel very bad. You're making me feel all of these things. Please don't talk to me or, or you know, insert whatever, you know. But after taking your course, it says, okay, I was very triggered in that conversation. Why? Hmm. Instead of blaming myself or someone else, let's just get curious. Let's just try to see what about that conversation, you know, triggered my emotions. Why am I feeling this or why am I feeling that? And that is, again, is a very hard place to to be and to sit and to live with, right? Like in those moments, especially because when we're emotionally charged, right, it's even harder, (laughs) But it's in those moments when it's the hardest, again, that we get the most growth out of it. And so and I think another huge piece of that was understanding that we all emotions exist in sort of like this duality, right? We can be happy and sad at the same time. And this is something that I just experienced with my daughter. Uh, You know, my mom came to visit. She's so attached to my mom in the deepest, most beautiful way. And she wept saying goodbye to her and she's happy because she had the time, but she's sad because it, it it's ending. And I used it as a time to really talk to her about that because again, we can have two different feelings about the same thing and understanding those feelings. She's going back to school on Tuesday. I'm very sad that she won't be home, but I'm so happy that she gets to go be with her friends and have her own time and grow and learn, you know? So understanding that, and I think that going through emotional alchemy, the biggest things that I got out of it was permission. Hmm. Permission that I can have two feelings about the same thing. I love you right now, but I don't like you. Those are two feelings about the same thing. And I own those. Those are mine. Yeah. And and understanding that they're not anybody else's, mm-hmm. and if we think that they are, we're just giving our power away, you mm-hmm. know. And I think the way that you really orchestrated that was just so beautifully done. You sent me a survey and said, "What can I change?" I said, "What can you change? Not a damn thing. Don't change anything." <laughs> but of course, that doesn't, you know, leave room for growth and things like that, which you understand. But you know, we we are our own people, our own person, our own source, we are our own beautiful creation. And we don't need to sit and be limited. Our limitations are designed by ourselves. And so what emotional alchemy brought for me is I, I just envisioned this and it sounds harsh, but forgive me, but it's almost like I'm in a jail cell, right? And I know that sounds so harsh, but bear with me. And so each time that I've gone through the course or done some work or even worked with you, I remove a bar. Mm -hmm. With permission, you've said, okay, now take that other one down. Mm -hmm. Take that other one down. Take that other one until this beautiful window has appeared. And now I can be on the other side of that and look back with love. Because the person that I'm looking back at didn't know what they knew at the time, Mm. but now they do. And so, and it has come with permission. We all want permission in life. And so the greatest thing for me was just that permission, permission to have opposing feelings, permission to exist with them, permission to be in them, and then permission to figure out and be curious, Mm. to move through it. Because it's nobody else's issue. You know, there are times when people are outwardly rude to us. But if we look at our life, we may receive people that way. But how often are they actually outwardly rude to us? They're not. It's just how we receive them. Mm -hmm. And so, again, it just comes back to that permission to remove each window or, excuse me, each bar to this beautiful, majestic window. And now I'm on the other side of that. Mm
0: -hmm. What a powerful metaphor, you know. <laughs> On I to be honest, I feel like I don't want to say anything right now because <laughs> I just want to leave all the listeners with such a beautiful vision, you know, so they can feel it for themselves. And I and I felt the emotion behind your words as well. And yeah, that's just thank you for sharing all of that I truly appreciate it and I feel that that module about triggers was a powerful one and the one also with the dualities like we get to feel all of those things and and it doesn't mean there is something broken within me or I need fixing or like I you know and that's when we beat ourselves up like feeling all those different things then we can mm-hmm. be really hard on ourselves. but actually it's way easier to navigate it with this love gentleness and wow yeah thank and you. it's just part of our human experience and that's also something that
1: i've obtained you know gathered and when i talk about you know I, perhaps jail cell wasn't the appropriate word but i feel like we can identify with that but the other piece of that as you were talking about that is this awareness in myself that i put the bars up mm you're simply giving me permission, or you're not even giving it to me. I'm simply open to the permission to remove my own bars that I put up in times I didn't even know that I had. Again, this vulnerability one. I'm not Tiffany O'Hearn, 39 years old, incapable of being vulnerable. No, I'm Tiffany. I have trouble, or perhaps it's difficult for me to experience vulnerability because I thought that I should leave that bar up there. So I'm going to take this vulnerability bar down. I'm studying it. I'm looking at it. I'm feeling its energy. And I'm thinking, no, I don't need this here anymore.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like this. you give yourself that permission truly, right? Don't you?
1: Yes. So it's not, you know, I say, you know, it's not you. It's 100% you. But at the same time, again, it's not this fairy magic dust. Do you know what I mean? It's being open to receiving. So your emotional alchemy, I think, is for everybody, but not everyone will experience it or want it. Mm -hmm. It's for those that truly desire it. It's there for them. Mm -hmm. You're there for them. You know, you're Mm -hmm. not going to make your clients work. You don't want your clients to work. That's not a good relationship. That's not a good exchange, but to be open to it. And so I've been open to it and it has changed my life. So if you're open to it, I trust it will also change, not you, anybody else who's listening, (laughs) I trust it will change their life as well. It has changed my life too. (laughs) Of course it has, right? Because designing it and everything about it, and also it's so beautifully done. You've infused again, if you're open to feeling that love, it's there. I feel it every time we talk. I feel it through every message. I feel it in your posts. I know that you do everything with intention and with love and it abounds. And it is received that way from me every time.
0: Thank you so much. And honestly, I ran it a few times. I always like recording it live at the moment. I don't know, you know what the process is going to be like in the future. And it changes me every time I do it. And I feel like I just take it deeper within myself as well. So it, it has been an honor to share that space with you live and being you know and sharing those teachings with you because I felt it was received. I knew it. I saw it. So thank you for that. And I just really want to thank you for coming here today and sharing all of that. Like it has truly moved me and I cannot wait to re-listen to all of this again and <laughs> and take it all in. And and before we wrap up, I would love for you to just share more little things. Um, what is one book, two books, three books that you are currently reading? Because I'm a big book lover. I always like speaking about books on the podcast. And also, is there any other tools that you would like to share? Sure, yeah, and I appreciate those questions so much. You know, as far as the books,
1: yes, I <laughs> I have, as I told you, I always have two going, usually one physical copy and one on Kindle because it depends on where I am and, you know, if I'm whatever. So the one that I'm reading currently on the, on my Kindle or on my phone is Ask and it is given. And it's something, you know, I'm taking a life course uh, with Christy Whitman to become a life coach. And it's part of the required reading. I'm about halfway through and it has changed my life. It has connected so many dots for me. It is such a beautiful book. I want to give everyone a copy. Again, not everyone wants the copy, but um, it truly, truly has changed my life. It's just all about manifestation and the laws of attraction and how, again, it's a permission to desire. You know, we, it's our human experience to want, to desire for things. And guess what? We are all capable of receiving it if we're open to receiving it. So I've had to do a lot of work every time I read that book, to channel what it is that I want, what I desire, so that I'm not opposing it at the same time. And so that has really been transformative for me. It's been hard, let's be honest, it's been truly hard. And then the other book that I um, had picked up, and it had been on my shelf for probably a year, if not a little longer, but it's by Thich Nhat Hanh. I referenced it earlier, and it's called Reconciliation, and it's all about the inner child. And, you know, again, I'm open to the fact that this book has been on my shelf, but the exact time for me to read it is the exact time I will read it and I will be open to it. Mm -hmm. And so that's now. And so again, just part of my journey and the healing. And Mm -hmm. as far as tools go, I think that there are two of the most beautiful tools on earth. One of them is your breath. And I'm always open to helping people really identify what that is because it can be a challenging thing and it's not, you know, we're talking in this space. So I know, you know, if you're listening, you likely are a little bit more in tune to meditation, and, you know, perhaps yoga and and more of a healthy living. But again, this, this transfers into your everyday life, which is a completely different experience. And breathing right can truly change your life, or breathing more functionally, I should say. But the second piece that is my ultimate go to it's my, it's one of my recipes for life is nature nature, nature, nature. If you can embrace nature, it will, it will always be there for you. And is something that I've witnessed is nature has its own, has its own place. It, it, you know, if you look at the weather, it's constantly changing and it can show you what you might consider to be something very dark, perhaps, you know, uh, a big weather stream or what have you. But if you notice before this Sort of what you might consider ugly weather, it's beautiful, and after it's beautiful, and it's much like our lives. And every season has beauty within it. Trees to me are one of the most beautiful things, and flowers, they are one of the most beautiful things. They they are there for us when we need them, and then a new flower comes. We hiked all summer last year, from from um, early spring to well winter now, but late fall, and. Every time we hiked, I said to my partner, there's a new flower in bloom, and it it litters, not litters, but, you know, it, it, it abounds the hike the entire time. Like these white mountain laurels in Connecticut, they're beautiful. They were everywhere. It was the most beautiful. Everything smelled so heavenly. You go the next week, they're not there. I was open to receiving it at that time. You know, it's just the same as trees. Trees have a story. They have life. They have energy. They're deeply rooted and they touch the sky. Unlike us, we don't, or we don't have that capacity, but they do. And so embodying trees and embracing trees and and looking at them and understanding them. I mean, if you're feeling emotionally charged, I think one of the best things to do is to take your breath with you, because of course you have to lay in the dirt. I mean, maybe not the dirt, lay in the grass, put your back up against a tree. There's so much energy and healing. You know, I think that we should put our phones away, you know, put all this stuff away and just go out in nature. Mm -hmm. You know, there was something I heard on a podcast one time, and it was um, basically just trying to like activate the reticular activating system. And if you want to see beauty, the idea behind it was, and I'm sorry, I don't know who who said it, but it was to notice every day, three flowers Mm -hmm. and take pictures of them. Because in doing that, you've triggered in your brain to notice and look for flowers. Mm -hmm. And if you can stop and notice and look at nature, you will you will recognize it. You will identify with it and it will bring you such solace. I mean, animals are beautiful. Birds are beautiful. Trees are beautiful. Nature is beautiful. Mm -hmm. If you're open to receiving it and it's always there for you, just like your breath.
0: Thank you so much for sharing all of this. This was beautiful. And I feel like this is the perfect place to end this episode because all the beautiful souls listening to this will probably feel inspired to go outdoors and explore nature. And what a brilliant technique. Like, honestly, like you program your mind um, for seeing beauty, Mm -hmm. for seeing flowers, for seeing everything. Yeah, so thank you for sharing all of that. And last thing, where can people find you? You know, if someone has felt really inspired by what you've been sharing, they want to be in touch, they want to be in your energy, where can people find you and how can they connect with you?
1: Sure. Thank you so much. So if you are truly looking for me, I'm probably up against a tree in nature or hiking through the woods. But outside of that, because we have the great world wide web, uh, I can be found on, you know, Facebook, of course, all the social media platforms. Uh, my Instagram handle is life and breath. Um, life and, and breath.
0: It's yep. with, um, is it with
1: under- underscore? Yeah, it's oh, wow. life underscore and underscore breath underscore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's, you know, my life and breath, or excuse me, Tiffany at life and breath info is my email. Um, you can find me on the Oxygen Advantage, you know, website too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little bit more hidden, but I will become less hidden as time, you know, throughout this this rest of this year, because uh, everyone needs to. I want everyone to learn, or if they want to learn, to be open to learning a new way to breathe and um, and to just be. We we can remove all these shackles. We we truly can if we desire it. So thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful for your podcast. I love listening to it every time. I actually, you're the only one out of all the podcasts that I listen to that I actually set on Spotify to get (laughs) um, a little ding when you release a new episode. So um, you just have so much beauty and magic to share with the world. And you know this is such another way to do it, even if they're not working with you one-on-one. This is such a beautiful way just to be within your space because everything about you is just beauty and love. And I appreciate you to the deepest possible part of my soul. I appreciate you. So thank you. And thank you to the listeners. And I appreciate you guys as well.
0: Thank you so much. I I've loved my afternoon. I had a session with you, a podcast. <laughs> Honestly, what could I ask for? And I will. Put your Instagram handle, um, the link to your profile sure. actually, in the description box with this episode. And I will also pop in your personal Facebook profile, perhaps yeah, if someone can get in touch, because you share some wonderful videos and tools on there as well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank, uh, you thank you so very much. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on to the <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
0: thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode please feel free to leave me a five-star itunes review follow my podcast on spotify share it on your instagram stories or recommend this podcast to your friends if you would like to receive more free content on feminine empowerment radiance and inner glow then make sure you join my facebook community called new earth women it is filled with beautiful rituals live trainings emotional freedom tapping sessions meditations and more the link is the description box you can also follow me on instagram at new earth woman and if you are interested in working with me then check out the description box for all the links Thank you.